Yo, 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 this is the Wave Daddy Rob Lee, and I am shooting straight with you. Uh, yeah, check out check out all the podcasts on this network. L- listen, listen to Truth in His Art, obviously. You're, you're listening to that now. Listen to Mastermind Team's Robcast. Uh, check out our movie review podcast. Uh, let's watch it again. And um, just, just get dipped. Get dipped in everything that is MTR Podcast. You won't regret it. Welcome to Truth in His Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is the owner of Charm City Books, which is an independent family-owned bookstore and community gathering space located in historic Pigtown. Please welcome Davin Ralston. Happy to be here. (laughs) That was all of the enthusiasm. I appreciate it. (laughs) So... uh, so I'm I'm going to look like a hero because this is, I think, the second bookstore that I've had on this podcast. And my, my girlfriend's going to be very happy about it because she is a writer and she's like pretty much any book that she has in her home has been bought by, by a, from a local bookstore in the last couple of years has been by me. So now I'm just like looking like I'm a hero in that regard. Like, oh, you know, another bookstore. It's like, yes. I do. Uh, <laughs> so, so speak on, um, I guess, uh, just that background, the elevator pitch, kind of tell us more about the store for those who are initiated. Cause I, I was initially, and then I did a little bit of a deep dive, but the history location and, and things like that. Yeah. So we, um, opened officially October, 2019. Um, so just five months before this lovely pandemic. <laughs> um, uh, and originally, so my, uh, my siblings all live in Baltimore and, um, went to school here and, um, I really wanted to be close to family. We, my husband and I are both, uh, artists have an artist background. Actually, that's, I mentioned Joe's out of town for a month and that's because he's actually filming a movie. Um, and so he and I both have like a a shared love for like skill sharing and and teaching and just, you know, gathering artistic, creative people together. And, um, so the, the bookstore idea sort of came from that knowing that there was this reemergence of indie bookstores as these spaces that, um, collaborate with other businesses in the community and also like invite writers and other artists and musicians. Um, I worked for a little while at this bookstore in Old Town Alexandria and pre-pandemic they were having these awesome like music nights and writers workshops and author talks and it's just a really cool space for creative people. Um, so that's sort of where our idea for creating a business came from. And um, yeah, and then, you know, it was sort of a matter of figuring out where in Baltimore there was a, a desire for a bookstore because there are so many awesome stores here that are indie bookstores. And um, it was really serendipity because Pigtown, <clears throat> when I was looking around in, in Baltimore, a lot of people mentioned Pigtown. And uh, when I came to the neighborhood, there were a number of like vacant storefronts and I met with... Um, Kim Lane, who's actually the director of Pigtown Main Street. And something that I didn't know originally was that Pigtown Main Street is a member of Main Street America. So it's one of the historic main streets in Baltimore City and is part of this larger national historic um, organization. And so I 
was like, well, I want to talk to her and see what she thinks because she, I assume, knows what's going on in the community. And they had just done a poll of the neighborhood, come to find out, asking what people wanted in the neighborhood. And the third thing on the list, it was like grocery store, coffee shop, and then bookstore. So I was like, oh my God, it's serendipity. Um, And it just sort of worked out that, you know, everything kind of fell into place. And honestly, like, it's the best community that... I think any of us could have ever imagined to be in because the, the business owners are so awesome. We have this great support system and um, yeah, I mean, it's just been amazing and yeah, that's pretty much the inception of it. <laughs> so there, there is obviously the, the independent um, component, I would imagine um, a lot of like, like local, like, like writers, local books and such. What kind of, what, what are you stocking? What, what, what types of books are you stocking and what do you like specialize in? Um, we're like a general interest bookstore. The, the best way to sort of um, describe it in like a nutshell version, um, you know, I mean, we're stocking all of your classic tales, but then also all of the new uh, like contemporary writers, I guess is the term we'll use um, people who have run the gamut in the terms of literature and whatnot. We have sure. a social sciences section, which is well stocked and often um, kept up to date. That way, the most uh, up to date and most knowledgeable content in terms of reform, which is something that at the passion of all of our um, the full staff here. Um, uh, but then, you know, our, we have really uh, it's it's not a play space, but it is like a kid's room that may as well be like a play palace or something because it is you'll be downstairs and the next thing you know you just hear pitter patter pitter patter all up, <laughs> up and through the floor up there um but our kids space is re- is really amazing it's like it's like a little mini bookstore within the store if you ask me um i mean then you know literally like um something special that i think maybe that we have that not a lot of people have is that we do support specifically vocal uh Baltimore local artists of all kinds. So yes, we have a section that we dedicate to independent writers, but um, we have local goods and um, uh, like candles and uh, 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 self-care materials and things like that. Even like uh, handmade bookmarks and masks that are all made by independent artists from right here in Baltimore as well. So, you know, you definitely get, um, that's definitely, uh, Baltimore is definitely our stock as well. Um, I believe for sure. Um, yeah, like you really can come in here and find what's hot on TikTok right now, or, you know, just whatever, you know, just anything you got to do um, just because it's, you know, one of those things that's always been on your to read list, you know? That's, that's dope. Um, I, I do have a question then it's very self-serving, but if I were to transcribe me describing my life story as a podcaster and give you this pose, can I get my autobiography <laughs> just in there? It's like, I'm a local creator. It's just, this is barely a book, sir. <laughs> listen, you'd be, you'd be surprised what people are making and putting on, you know, Hey, listen, that, you know, there's substance to you. So maybe we'll sell it, you know, so maybe we will get it on the shelves. Look, I finally made it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so between the two of you, right. Um, and, and, and from your perspective, I suppose, um, what are the characteristics do you think a person needs to be successful in, in the industry? And what would be that those those keys to success, if you will? I think the number one thing, at least that has been the key to our success. So I can't speak to everyone, but I will say, like, listening to our community of customers and readers has been I think our number one key to success and that extends more than just 
the shopping aspect, right? Because we do try to do a lot of stuff with the community. We do a lot of book drives. We collaborate with other um, nonprofits in the area. Um, and so we're always trying to make those connections with people and also just listening to what people want to see more of. Um, and I, there's a definite balance, like, you know, everybody is a critic or, you know, everybody's got some advice for you. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's also like, I think that we do really lead with listening to our community. I think, um, is a big thing. I don't know if it is. Know. No, because it, it, it really is. Um, you know, you know, when, when, when you're filling a space that is empty, you know, so for instance, uh, one thing they, they, uh, one thing that the community wanted was a bookstore, Well, it's easy to just come in and put it in a bookstore, but like mm -hmm. to actually be a part of that community and have books they, that the community would be interested in. And, you know, it, it's just, it's just smart application. It's smart. It's smart, but business ownership, in my opinion, rather than just, you know, planting a general, a general store of whatever kind that really has no taste of the community, um, not just Baltimore, but specifically, I think the Pigtown area as well, because um, we also utilize the community mm -hmm. um, whenever we have an opportunity um, to give back or, you know, again, I think I think just being in communication, whether it's actually over discussing a partnership or whatever, or just, you know, chatting with the people who are regulars who come in the store you know, um, all of that, all of that is about building the community and true partnership, if you ask me. So um, that's definitely been like a big part of the success here so far. Yeah. And, and I think that, that that's it's great. And I think that's within the like the, the initial blurb that I read is community gathering space and community is, you know, it's the second thing right after bookstore. And so it's as important, I think. And, you know, I, I, I always use the and it may not work as well, but I always use this kind of comparison when I go to a different city and I go to a coffee shop. It's like, I want to see something. I'm going to go to the local place before I go to the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I may have the discount at the Starbucks, but if I don't taste chicory or something when I go to New Orleans, Ooh, then yeah. it's like I'm not yeah. getting the right, right experience. So I think the same thing applies when you go to a community. So if you're going to Pigtown and this place, like it's like, no, nah, I don't know if that's really a Baltimore place. I don't know if that's really a Pigtown place it's just sticks out. It's like, this was planted here. It's not really a part of the community. And why should in the same space, in the same way, why should the community want to want to embrace it in that way? Yeah, mm -hmm. But I think you guys are doing the the opposite and that's great. It's great to really be involved in that way. Being a good neighbor, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 It's good to be a good neighbor. <laughs> That's almost it's almost an insurance ad right there. Let's, let's, yeah. be, let's be cautious there, <laughs> Brandon. Let's be cautious. Right. I know. I know. I was like, I said, I said, oh, wow, I'm not, uh, not, not, not plugging State Farm. Okay. Let's, let's all stay Stan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and maybe, maybe this is duplicative, but if you would, uh, in, in each of you, uh, this, or you know what, I'm gonna make it hard. Uh, between the two of you, uh, <laughs> describe the, the store in like three words. So you can use one and a half. See so if you can finish the other person's half word, or <laughs> however you want to do this. But you know, <laughs> yeah. You wanna? I'm trolling. This is great. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, I think we <laughs> we agree. Like, even though that you know, it's already in the name of the store, like charming. I definitely feel like is a way to describe the store, and that's also a word that we've heard a lot from people who walk in mm -hmm. because it is in this very old building, you know, it's a historic building, um, you know, b 
before it was a bookstore, it was like a police substation. And then before that, it was a gallery. And before that, it was like a, um, a spirituality shop where a, someone did psychic greetings. And then like before that, it was someone's house. So yeah, a lot of lives, a lot of iterations. Um, and yeah, it's a very old little row house and, you know, it has all these little nooks and crannies and, you know, we've done a lot to really make the space feel warm and inviting. Um, that's definitely our vibe. And, uh, it does feel like you kind of walk into somebody's house and, um, you know, with all the, the clutter that can be in somebody's house too sometimes, but that's definitely, yeah, that would be yeah. like our first word, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh i would i would throw in there uh, uh i would throw in there joyful probably um you know because uh it, it's it's a i'm a vibes kind of guy like i say oh the vibes are right the vibe, you know whatever i say things like that but um no it's it's i mean you know honestly it, it always has been to me like as you know i Granted, I, I know I know I have personal relationships with most of the team and essentially the whole team, essentially yeah. close enough. Um, uh, uh, prior to joining the team back in February, but um, you know, I, I think I think I think that was part of why I wanted to join because I knew that that group of people had good energy and that that naturally is just going to seep into anything you do. And um, so, you know, when you come through the door, you know, between, you know, the people who work here and then the curating and procurement of the of the shop itself, the dogs, you know, everything, you know, even even like, you know, the people who come in and out, you know, uh, it, just just the people who come in with that good energy of, hey, I'm stopping by the shop today you know it's all i love hearing the shop you know yeah. as a, from somebody else like we call it the shop obviously but like when somebody else calls it the shop it's like oh hey um so yeah so you know there's a lot of a lot of joy around here i would say as well um the number three mm-hmm. this is the, ch- the tough one right here yeah and th- not, th- to be the, no. not to beat this point too yeah, much yeah right but i think it's community would be like the third one but you're just reminding me like along the vein of like community i mean we say it a lot but like we pride ourselves like it's great you know people who come in it's like kind of oh you know let me say joe and i have never really been motivated by money which is kind of you know in a way a shame because (laughs) we've been struggling artists for our our entire careers but like the thing that does motivate us is like being of service and like um and being really enmeshed in the life of uh, a community or a neighborhood or like really feeling that you're connected. And so like just, you know, having people come in, we know their names, we ask how their, you know, kid is or how their grandma was who came by, you know, it's like, it's just so, it's what you, I think a lot of people always imagine, you know, what they would love to have. And it's just nice to feel that in, in the space, just knowing people's names. And Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, for sure. It, it, yeah. We need like, a, we need like a, a jingle or like yeah. a, 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 a gesture. Yeah. <laughs> like something, yeah. You know everybody's name. We're, right. we're just getting commercial material here. This is great. Um, 
on the spot. Someone sign us. Come on. <laughs> but I, I think that is I think that is important when you you have whatever the the local shop is and what, whatever like whatever the item is, it doesn't matter as much as the the people, the vibe, if you will, the the community component that's there. So I always go back to like when I go into let's say a bookstore, what have you, or go to a coffee shop or go into anything that's kind of like right there that I'm going to, that's a regular haunt. And if they know my thing, it's like, oh, you want an iced coffee with cinnamon and simple syrup, a little panella. It's like, you get it. You, you get it. It's like ice cube. And it's like ice cube. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and as for the Rob Lee, when you go to um, sophomore coffee, uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> a little, some, little shameless plug there. Um, or if I go to a, a bookstore, what have you, it's like, oh, we got this latest thing in that you asked about last time. It's like, oh, you remember me. Oh, wow. This is now more for, more than me just going there to um, get this book in this one instance. Now this turns into a gift shop. Now this turns into a place where I'm going to get these other items that are within the community because buying local, supporting your local, everything is very important, especially um, now. But it's very important, especially now with how things have uh, gone over the last year and a half. Mm, yeah. um, so, so speaking on that, uh, this feel like a natural segue point. So being being open for like less than six months before this uh, hellscape, as I like to call the pandemic happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How how has that the business um, like shifted? I know this that for for some places they said, oh, we invested more on the online infrastructure and more on like having videos or hosting events with different authors and things like that. What What's happened there at, um, at Charm City Books in terms of going from starting to pivoting because that's been the word of 2020 to 2021. How's that been? Um, well, you, you want to, you can, you want to start off with like the beginning since like, I mean, I'll take, y'all started literal months before the pandemic. So it's like, it was, yeah, it was, um, we were just sort of getting our feet under us and we were, you know, we had been doing previous to the pandemic like 20 to 25 in-store events mm -hmm. uh, a month. And so it was a really big bummer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we had to close in March because we were starting to get some momentum with a lot of things we were doing. And, um, you know, the biggest things initially that we did, yeah, was just um, working on our, literally our online store and, and coming up with digital content to still captivate and reach out to uh, our customer base. Um, we also, one thing that Joe would, I would be remiss if I didn't mention is that we got a little delivery scooter because a really big thing with our customers is, you know, they couldn't, we had to be closed and, um, we decided we wanted to try to just deliver to people. And so we got a scooter and, um, I think that was something that people really appreciated. We still do it now, uh, because still people are nervous about coming into the shop. And um, but that was just one of the ways we were like, OK, let's try to find a way to still be able to reach our customers who are stuck at home. And um, yeah, it's just kind of continued on. But then we also did a lot of digital stuff, which Brandon can speak yeah. to because that's continued. Yeah, it's um, you know, I think I think that's the, you know, in, in my profession as a theater artist, that's more so on the behind the scenes versus on the stage. I I really found myself in the middle of this pandemic um, at a halt, like at the beginning of it, because I was like, oh, man, I, I, 
I got to dynamicize the way I think, you know, I have to, I have to, you know, truly think dimensionally, multidimensionally. And, um, I think, I think I was starting to figure that out in my own personal career, but then coming here, um, helped me figure that out a lot more because in the midst of all of this, you know, and in, in time, you know, we've really, truly, um, develop some digital content which uh such as uh like the between two segments that we have that's always that's been like they were running that before i got here but um uh you know it's we've we've been able to like scale it and enhance it a bit as i took Random over to whatever to I, I i didn't say that i didn't I'll say that. It. i did meanwhile i still get nerves and sweats before <laughs> i go on and talk to these people sometimes no but even no it's like you know really truly and like even like you know with the newest edition um of our latest team member jordan um who is a tiktoker in her own right make um really managing and handling the tiktok here and now like shortly thereafter now people are like oh yeah we saw you on tiktok oh yeah we saw you on tiktok we're here to get this book from tiktok it's like the heck like you know it's just you know just that you know i think it really speaks to how the world is kind of realizing that the digital world is not going anywhere mm-hmm. like digital content is and you know i we have, I, I, we, I think we all have maybe one or two other ideas that we're sitting on, but we're trying to just make sure we, we, we keep our footing solid right now because we have been blessed with more opportunities to start doing some more of our in-person events, such as signings and um, pop-ups at uh, other events and conferences to sell specific books for people. And, you know, uh, so on a seller's, bookseller standpoint, you know, um, the dynamics, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, we have a brick and mortar. Yeah. But like we sell books in so many ways at this point and through so many different venues and avenues and whatnot, um, that I think that that has been one of the very few blessings of the <laughs> pandemic, uh, you know, really having a reason to sort of enhance, um, all of these other spaces other than just the one that we have the Tate on uh, Washington Boulevard. Um, you know, and I, th- I that's definitely been my favorite thing, just really, truly doing so many different things with, a st- you know, it's, it's not just clocking in, clocking out at a bookstore, which sounds, you know, the the the, the nerd in me loves that. But like, you know, it is it's like it's so, you know, you do have to use you have to use so many different outlets and think outside of the box in order to really be um successful and sustainable as um as as we have over the past two almost officially two almost years, years almost officially two years yeah so Woo. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> um so now since since that was I, I while you were I, while i was listening and while i was typing i have another question that you don't have dun, dun. uh <laughs> but it, but it's a simple one um how since since it, I'm getting this this notion that almost everyone there that's on the team is a creator outside of the bookstore is a creative is an artist of some sort. So what was the thinking in that? Like just bringing all these creative folks together and actually, if you will speak on what you do creatively outside of the store, like you're within the theater scene, Brandon, and David, you do everything. You know, I see that you're an actor, musician, all of so speak on that, like how is maybe some of the skills that you learn from your specific artistic disciplines and how that comes into play 
within the uh, the store or in the shop? Yeah, I mean, I'll start by just saying um, I think it's been So coming, thinking about, you know, let me, I'm trying to think how I want to think. Theater artists are like the jacks of all trades, right? Because if you've been in the theater, you have done production. You've probably done sound and lighting. You've been a stage manager. You've directed, you've helped assistant direct. You're like trying to, you know, like you're printing, (laughs) you're printing, uh, you're a volunteer you're holding the boom for some reason but this is theatrical production why is there a boom mic here it's like uh, you know ah, don't worry yeah. about it it's fine yes. Do it all. it's and so truly and then you know in the theater there's a lot of devising especially i think in the dc maryland area a lot of devising in, in different smaller companies and so i think you know, knowing that those are experiences that like Joe and I had that made us very adaptable and able to do a lot of things and think creatively and outside of the box as far as like how to engage people. Because honestly, as as a theater artist, they you know, there is maybe unfairly an expectation that you are also as an actor, you have to figure out how to engage people to come to your show. So like there is that element of like, okay, how can we get more people to be involved? And so just knowing that like Tina and Brandon had that background, it's like, you just know that you're going to have someone who's going to be able to collaborate really well, create and, and, and come with ideas. And like, you know, that's, I think, the best part about our team is that we all have ideas and we all work together and nobody has an ego about, you know, this isn't working. Let's try this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been like, again, like for me, I think I just constantly have, cause my background is in like administration, like artistic administration and producing as well as directing and writing. So it's, so yeah, I act, but I don't particularly put acting at the forefront because it's like my mind has just been so different. And I think that's what's been my strong suit around here, just because I'm kind of a I'm a solutionist as well as an idea generator. So it's like yeah. if you know, if I'm a like if I try to fix a problem and often my tool for fixing that problem is something creative or something artistic, artsy, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, you know, and I think that, you know one of the biggest lessons for me has been 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 in a space and i think this is what helps with our the vibe here is because the energy is just not just good but it's also familiar mm-hmm. um and i think that being able to put the input from my background even if it doesn't stick to the wall at least i there's nothing wrong with me taking the shot there and there's just space and you know almost expectancy that that's you know the track that I take and that, or that, and I mean, cause we, again, cause we're all just kind of in that mindset naturally as it is. And so I'm, and you know, it's been cool, you know, again, using that in a creative space, which is, you know, it is like, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I write now because I used to read all the time and, you know, I just, it's just kind of a way that I can give back now, hopefully passing on a book to someone else who, like, I honestly, like, it's nothing that makes me happier than seeing specifically young black boys come into the bookstore because it was 
I, it was something I was always in the library, but I was often the only one that looked like me in the library. And right. so it's cool to see that in the bookstore. And so I'm always like, oh, yeah, we got the new Miles Morales Spider-Man or, you know, <laughs> we got the, the, you know, CJ, you know, whatever. We got whatever, you know, for because representation is always it's a hot it's a hot topic right now. But it's always been important, if you ask me. So it's, you know, things like that. It's and being able to figure out how to encompass all of that that background into all of this and i don't know it's been such a cool process um and i think it is because of the creative process that we all have that i've been able to bring that part of me and actually use it effectively in the workspace Mm -hmm. and um you know i think all of that shows from all of the work that we do here um based off of our backgrounds um specifically as artists that being said, no, it's not a require. I don't. It's not a requirement. Oh, it's not know. a requirement. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you were selling a ticket. That I was like, look, that sounds, right. sounds really fun over there. You know, <laughs> I'm a jack of all trade. It, it is a vibe. I'm, I'm a data lie. analyst. It's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> la- last two questions that I have. Um, both are are booky, reedy related. Those are not words, but uh, so. I think some people are ritualistic um, and uh, we, we, we try to fit it in when you're trying to read, you're trying to get a new book, you're trying to figure out how to get into a rhythm. I know for me, I, I have to really get myself to a point like, all right, get up, read five pages, read 10 pages, whatever that looks like. And then you're, you're in it. And it's like, it's almost like watching a show sometimes for me. It's like, it might be a little slow initially and then I'm hooked. What are your specific reading preferences? Can you just breeze through a book? And I know it's books are, are vary, but can you just breeze through one? What is that reading preference? I've heard someone say they like to eat French fries and drink a beer while reading a book. Oh, that's the sure. most, in, that's what my girlfriend does. Um, and she gets it. She, gets it. she understands it. <laughs> She understands it. Uh, she's reading Dune right now. So there's a lot of French fries and a lot of beers sitting around. Uh, so if you will, um, what, what is that reading preference for you? Brandon over here reading like 12 books a month. So Not, I'm, I've, like, I've, <laughs> I'm like, I've slowed down for sure. I, I, I definitely. So for me, I, this coming here was a, uh, uh, a, a shift in occupation. I wanted, I, it's, uh, I, this is why I believe in manifestation because somewhere towards the beginning of this year, I said I wanted to get back or do more into like the literary space. Like I wanted to read more, I wanted to write more, just wanted to be in the presence of literature more. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, I decide for whatever reason to leave the restaurant industry altogether. Like uh, it uh, just for, Lots and lots of personal <laughs> reasons. I decided to just be like, okay, thank you for the last eight and a half years. I'm good. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, oh, the the charm, the doors at Charm City Books were wide open, and I was able to walk in. And you know, I, that that was really that was really like the first step into like really making that goal a reality. And so, really, I like. During the pandemic, you know, naturally no one, not many people have many things to do. So I go through the bookshelf that I have already and started reading things that had been sitting there that I had never read, like The Girl on the Train or Fight Club or, uh, uh, you know, fi- uh, like even like Amy Poehler's comedy uh, memoir, whatever, like just things that were always on the shelf that I was like one day, one day, one day. And then I just started reading through that. And then I started working at a bookstore and then I started reading more and just just more and more and more. Um, 
And then I started actually getting busy at my job. <laughs> and so I have slowed down. Like at my, my monthly wrap up this month, I think is five books, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Uh, and I know now she's like, and now it's like, well, mine's like two, but I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like when I first started here, like, man, I really was crushing like 10 to 12 books a month. I really was because I just couldn't stop. I just felt like I was catching up, um, and all that stuff. So, to answer your question specifically, I, I think, I think I just go for it and then let whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Like, you know, I, I am also I'm also a commuter, so I have a lot of time to I have a I have some downtime to like to work or read. Mm-hmm. I I shouldn't admit that sometimes I read, but like um <laughs> overwork. But uh, you know, I am still working because I work at a bookstore. Exactly. So you know, there you go. But, um, it's research. research. Yes, yeah, it's field research. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, no, like I, you know, I really just take whatever time I can get. You know, I I did the whole. I'm going to get up early and read for 30 minutes, but then I realize I like to sleep more. And, you know, it's like, you know, and I have little things like, it's so funny. I'm supposed to participate in this conference at the end of next month. And we're all just kind of talking, me and the other panelists are kind of talking during a meeting, getting to know each other. And I do a lot of things that you shouldn't do. Like I take notes in my book, if I'm reading a nonfiction, which is like my favorite genre, essentially, yeah. or dog ear and books or whatever i'm like oh so there's like a whole i'm being judged right now because (laughs) i'm not you know and so i don't know it's like i never really set out like uh, a way or a path i just pick up the book whenever it passes me by and go for it and i hope i hope i want to stick with it you know ultimately so i just yeah i just my my process is just to go for it (laughs) (laughs) that's how i am with food um (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have the last question if you if you're ready for the last question um this is this is kind of suggestion oriented um and maybe this is a branding question again but what is a little known book that you would like to see, like make it big extra points. If you can go local, I don't know if you guys were aware it was a point based system. This podcast is based on, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. just put well, it in the last second. You're, you're in sudden death over time or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No. Well, um, I would say so largely and the thing is, it's like little known is what's tripping me up because the thing is everybody knows James Baldwin and Toni Morrison, but not everybody has read their stuff. Like everybody knows them by name, yeah. you know? So, I, but it like, like Toni Morrison is possibly my favorite novelist. James Baldwin is possibly my favorite nonfiction writer. And I feel like it's because, they both have content that crosses into both of those lanes. Yeah. So again, are they little known authors? No. How often am I discussing either their work with someone? Not that often, not often enough. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's something important to me. Um, that being said, you know, I'll shout out um, Celeste Dokes, who has a small collection of poetry with us, who's always just good, warm energy. So, you know, I'm, I'm selling her book right now, but I'm I'm selling like her her energy to her vibe. Her vibe is really chill. I love her. Um, yeah, um, you know, yeah, like like go go pick up a black classic writer. You know, somebody that I know you've heard of, but you probably haven't read. Like that's um, like go tell it on the mountain for James Baldwin, and then I'd say home for Toni Morrison specifically. 
Um, there you go for that. I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's, there you go. We got a, a voracious reader giving you suggestions. I suggest you listeners take advantage. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much the end of the questions. So I like to um, offer up the opportunity for both of you to shamelessly, shamelessly. I mean, look. We've been plugging all day. We've been doing commercials. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, whatever you want to plug, this is this has been great. It's been great to learn more about uh, Charm City Books. So please plug, plug, plug away. Yeah. Um, First off, visit our website, yeah. charmcitybooks.com. Follow us on all the socials. We're at Charm City Books on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And then on TikTok, we're charm city books be more because there was already a charm city books mm. but it's i don't know i don't know scandalous charm city yeah. books be more, on be more, TikTok. Be more. yes right um <laughs> also um tune into our weekly um sh- interview show uh that i host with a variety of authors in baltimore uh independent authors oh, um no. local Ooh. i mean We'll, we'll offline, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's a weekly uh, interview show called Between Two Succulents. Um, it's always fun, uh, you know, simple, simple enough questions about the book, but then also about the writer, because I'm interested in writers. Um, and then uh, I, I do want to sh- I do want to shout out uh, the Black Readers Con that's coming up next month, um, October 30th and 31st. I'll be a panelist on there, but there's also um, a number of other panelists, a number of other events that are going on throughout that time. Um, Charm City Books, we just hosted a giveaway. Um, um, and so, you know, I, uh, it's a separate that's a separate project, but it's all about inspiring uh, black people to read and be and celebrate um, not just not just writers and uh, who are black, but um, the, the readers who are black, because we do read across the gamut, you know, and so that's really what it is about. It's uh, called Black Readers Con for that reason. So just want to shout that out. Tickets are on sale. Um, at, uh, you can follow them on Instagram and everything, and you can find the link and whatnot for that. Um, and we have some other events and stuff coming down the pipeline. That's true. Um, uh, that we are sorting, but they're coming (laughs) and we will, we will definitely, um, and, uh, yeah. And follow the shop dogs also shop dogs on duty. That's right. uh, They have their own Instagram. Yeah. And if you follow our store instagram you'll learn about events as they come up yeah and get to see cute pictures of dogs we also sell flowers first friday of every uh month so if you like a nice hey. bouquet of flowers um <laughs> you know who doesn't like fresh flowers you can order those so i just thought i'd shout that out because i like flowers <laughs> so there you have it folks um thank you davin thank you brandon this has been delightful it yes, truly has so been a much, joy Rob. this is awesome thank you Rob. You're welcome. I'm going to do my sign off and then, uh, yeah. So uh, for Davin, for Brandon, I am Rob Lee saying that there is art in and around Baltimore. He's got to look for it. <laughs>